I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Uh... Pablo, that was a veteran lineup. Four guys over 30 years old you put out there. Did you get what you wanted out of it? Yeah, I think, again, I think when you're in, in tough situations, um, it's, it's a huge burden for younger players uh, that haven't been in those type of high-pressure situations. Um, that, that was a veteran group out there. Uh, I think they handled themselves um, in a real professional way, and I, I think they managed the game the right way. You know, and so... You know, I think you you're, you you go through all different parts of the season where when you're when things are great, um, and and everyone's and we're doing the rotation and everyone's fitting in. Um, but I felt like in this moment, um, which was a critical game for us, especially at home, is is to really lean on 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 leadership and, and veteran experience. And you know, there wasn't one bad performance out there, and you can't say the same about some of the other games. You know, and I think. It, it, it brings confidence into the group. There's a lot of there's a lot of trust in that, and so as we move forward, well, we'll obviously, you know, we'll, we'll make decisions accordingly. But I thought for this game, it was really important, and and for the stretch, you you, you need guys that have been in the trenches before that understand that that pressure is, is a part of the game, but it shouldn't override um, the way you think about the game, the way the the way you the way you play the game. Um, and I thought the guys that came into the game, Emeka, Bodie. Um, Diego did, did a really good job, you know, and I think that's how you bring along the younger guys um, and, and, and spot appearances and um, in this case and to get a feel for, for what it's like to close out a game. And so, I, again, the group was fantastic today. They, they, they've been great. I, I would say the biggest thing for me, and it, it's really, you know, we talk about all these different things about soccer, um, but it's, it's, a, it's a tough task at times convincing players that they're great. And convincing guys that... I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. 
In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. What has got us to this point was the belief in themselves and belief in what we're trying to achieve. Um, and, and so, the, you know, the focus today in the pregame was about courage. Courage to, to, to play the pass that you see, courage to move off the pass, courage to create space for your teammate, courage to, you know, to defend as, as an individual, courage to defend as a group. Um, and, and they responded in, in, in a big way. So it was an important performance for us tonight, important result, and one that we want to continue to build upon. We've probably seen Brian Vera take as many shots in a week as we saw him take in a month, maybe as we saw him take all season. Is this something you've been pushing for a long time and it finally clicked? Is this something that you've made more a point of emphasis since you lost Pablo Ruiz? Uh, yeah, I think Pablo's delivery on set pieces has been, you know, it's, it's world class. And, and not having him, you know, we've talked internally about being more creative on set pieces. And, and now I feel like it's one of our greatest strengths and we're creating some unbelievable chances from those set pieces. Um, as far as Vera gets on the ball, getting on the ball, those are always moments in the game that, you know, guys like Sava and Vera, it, you have to believe that you're going to score this to take the set piece. And so when Vera decided to hit it from there, um, you know, and he's, he's, he's got one of the best shots on the team. Unfortunately, he plays so far back. Um, but, you know, he's, he scored quite a few goals in, in his time in Columbia from set pieces. So I think the, the, the variety of set pieces now adds a wrinkle of doubt in our opponents where, you know, Chicho scores his from, from a, a delivery into the box. But I, I think the doubt is that we might play short, and so then the, the marking in the box becomes loose. And so be, having more variety, um, being a little bit more unpredictable, I, I think has helped us quite a bit. How important was it to get a win, given the fact you're not going to play for two weeks, and whatever the result was, it was going to sit with the guys for two weeks? That's huge, DJ. It is huge. Um, and it, it's really about when you come back after the, after the, the break, right? So we're guys have four days. It's, it's how that mentality starts on Thursday in training. It carries that far. And, it, and, it, and it's and, – and I – I've said it in, 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 in the past, and, and, it's, and it's true to this day. When you're in a good form in this league, you become, you make that, that leap into the upper echelon of this league because of the parity, because of the, the amount of teams that are playing at a good level. Um, the X factor is always the belief. And I think this result today against a, a, a very good Colorado team with the, the – Rocky Mountain trophy on the line, um, not getting results in the last few games, couldn't have come at a better time. And, and again, not by accident, the players were fantastic tonight. And, and, and I, you know, I, it, what gives me great joy is to see them enjoy their football. The, the, and, and a good way of identifying that is what's the movement off the ball look like? What's the, the amount of, you know, combinations that go through the midfield? What's... What's what's the run after the pass look like, you know? And if it's and it, you see them smiling and, and and they're they're just playing from a place of freedom and playing from a place of I enjoy this game. And one of the things that we talked about in the last 
you know, after the last couple of games is it, 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 if it's not fun, you're not going to win. If it's not fun, you're not going to win. And so today the guys were disciplined, they were organized, but they had fun. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, this game is only about the players. Coaches, we get in the way. Palacio seems to be fitting in, and I wonder if that is simple repetition, if that is because he knows his teammates and how they move better, if he's just adjusting to the speed of the league and the way the referees referee these games. What, what is the what are the one or two biggest things that have clicked for him? I, I think it's all that. And I also think it's the fact that Pablo's out and there's a pathway for him. And that's a huge thing. There, again, belief, right? When you're, when you're slogging behind pa- Pablo and, and, and Brian in the midfield trying to get your, your minutes and they're playing really, really well, at times it's, it's, it, it, it's difficult, right? It's difficult to show up and train every day because you don't know if you're going to play and you don't know if you're going to get that opportunity. Um, but the, the, the fantastic thing about Nelson is he's been an unbelievable teammate, patient, waiting his time. And in the last two games, he, for me, uh, he's, he's been fantastic. And, and I, he's only going to get better. He's only going to get more comfortable. And, and, and for a player of his age and, and experience to be able to quickly understand the moments that we want to build into a three, and he does it almost unconsciously. He just rotates into these positions. And it's been a, a great feature of the last couple games. Um, he's only going to get better as we go. Um, and when Pablo comes back, uh, you know, whenever that is, um, we'll have a formidable midfield for sure. I wanted to ask you about the defensive side real quick. You mentioned the belief that it takes on the offensive side, the passes and the finishing and all that. But first clean sheet in a while, uh, what did it take on, on that side of the ball, the defensive side, to, to not let one of those go past? Yeah, I, again, uh, you, uh, you probably want me to say something tactical. Um, but, but, again, if you go back to the last few games, last four games, the amount of silly decisions we've made individually whether it's passing the ball to the wrong guy, whether it's um, you know just moving out of a zone to, to defend a cross, and in Portland, the first goal that we conceded where the ball goes up in the air for 30 seconds, and and they beat us to a ball where we have three or four guys around it, you know, and, and again, that's a belief thing. That's that's you know, and that's why it's so important to get results because then it validates all the work. It validates the you know the belief system increases, and so. We just needed guys not to get in their own way. And, and again, I go back to what I said earlier. It's about courage, man. It's about, you know, if I have to put my head through this and it might get kicked off, uh, that's what I'm willing to do. And that's not what you're willing to do when things aren't going well. When things aren't going well, every player goes into self-preservation mode. They don't want to be responsible. And in the end, everyone is responsible. Hey, Bob, well, thank you for your time. and Congrats on the win tonight. Uh, you, you talk a lot about mentality, and for this team, it's something that, that you all really focus on. I would imagine that the mentality was probably not in such a great place following a, a streak of losses, um, and some guys probably taking it pretty hard. Obviously, confidence a big factor, probably down quite a bit. Um, how was the locker room post game, and, and how do you feel that this win has helped these guys' mentality going forward? Yeah, post game, um, they were obviously ecstatic. Um, and I think they were even more excited when they got an extra day off, which is which is crazy that they'd be more excited about that. Um, but 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 again, confidence is everything as as as, as an athlete. Belief in yourself, belief in the team, um, and getting this result at at this juncture in the season, while the West is 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 crazy and teams are, you know, 
uh, vying for for any any point really moves you as it did at the beginning of the season. Um, and so to get this win, to come back in from the break, um, that's the last taste that you're going to have. And so it's really important from a training perspective, really important for as we approach our next game, the commitment and, and the effort and the, and the courage, again, that, that we displayed. Defensively, you know, Sava and Chang and and, Ruby, uh, and uh, Dami and Chicho busted their tails to negate any kind of central passes, did really well in the press, recovered quite a few balls. And, and, and again, the... The game will always ask questions of your group on both sides of the ball. And I think tonight the guys answered all of them. And uh, last question for me. Um, obviously, Brian Vera looked pretty good on those set pieces today. But I want you to be honest with me. Were you at least a little bit surprised that Vera hit that free kick as well as he did? Um, I, let's just put it this way. I've seen him in training, and I know he's capable of it. Um, he... The way I, I, I try to explain about Vera's technique, it's like the most beautiful golf swing. It looks effortless, and he smashes that thing. Um, you know, and, and so an unbelievable goal, um, but he's, he's, he has the capacity to do that. And, and I'm so grateful that, that we've now, you know, with, and again, you think about life and you think about all these different things that happened. We lost Pablo. Pablo's been a wizard on set pieces. The only way Vera was ever going to get a chance was is with his absence, you know. And so now we have two great left footers, and then obviously Sava and the rest of the game with the right. So um, I'm I'm, ex- I'm excited about what he's been able to bring on the offensive side. But for me, he's just been a monster in the back, and his the way he plays with the type of intensity and the type of tenacity. Um, you know, I'd, I'd hate to be going up against this guy any day of the week. Thanks, Pablo. Thanks, guys. Oh, sorry. Hey, Pablo, thanks for your time. Uh, I just wanted to ask you about the rivalry. The fans are super into it with chance and signs from the kickoff. I just wanted to know how much you and the team buys into the Colorado rivalry. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a wonderful rivalry, derby game. You know, it's, it takes very little to get the guys pumped up for this game. Um, you know, and, and and again, it comes on the it comes on the heels of, of not getting some results. So you put that on top of what this game means. And so for all of us, you know, um, Colorado's always been our, our biggest rival. We won a trophy tonight. We got off a skid. The guys played fantastic. And now they get some time to enjoy it before we get back to work and, and do everything we can to go to San Jose and get a result. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.